So before we lost internet, we were talking about uh, the first couple of chapters of Soar. Uh, the I'm sorry, this week's chapters of Soar, which is nine and ten. Mm -hmm. And you were saying that your takeaway was that it was about kind of balancing that fear of investing too much and not investing enough, kind of? Yes. And also, you know, making sure that what's most important is that you you can deliver. You know, like, like for instance, you know, I guess an example would be like, you don't want to go, you know, opening up a business and you take on like, you know, uh, order, uh, say you're opening, I guess, a catering company and you decide that you're going to take on a, a, um, a job where you have like 24 hours to prepare food for, you know, a part of event of like 500 people. And it's like just you like, yeah, that's great that here's this opportunity to make some significant money and have like a pretty successful, you know, like go around here in your business, but you can't deliver that. So like, you know, there's no point in even taking it. So it's kind of like, you know, whatever success that you have or how um, exciting your the beginning part of your uh, adventure is or your, your business venture is, you want to make sure that you can deliver on it most importantly, more yeah. important than any factor. Yeah, the... Uh the story he told, I think it was about pound cake and wanting, wanting to make pound cake for, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. for his, for a, a, a Christmas gift. And the person that he was with just didn't, wasn't cap or the person who he bought the pound cake was from, wasn't capable of doing it. And from, from my end, you know, the takeaway that I have is I'm doing this whole process of stair step approach, right? So like little by little grow the, uh, the things that I offer and be in the practice of like, hey, okay, if I can deliver one on. thing, go <laughs> Vernon, your kids are hanging out. Yeah, yeah, I apologize, no, guys, but uh, yes, <laughs> had to deal with that quickly. Yeah, my my usual yeah. space got rained out. <laughs> no, it's good, man. Um, the. Uh, but that's the whole point of the stair step approach for me, right? Is that I, I want to do things that are definitely attainable. So like a good example of that for me is like build a small one-time purchase app that somebody can use and that they can, you know, it doesn't cost me much to run. It doesn't take much work and I don't need to maintain it and do a lot of customer service and those sorts of things. So I can be in that practice of releasing stuff um, so that I'm not over promising and under delivering, which I think was sort of the big takeaway from chapters nine. Yeah. And eight. Yeah, and then chapter ten just led you kind of like it was it, it. I guess it was pretty sure it was purposeful, but it led you into chapter ten, which was about you know now growing the business, you know. So so it's really about like growing and and now like all right, you did your stair step approach and now you got to seize the opportunity when you do start to see things being a little more successful than than you might be ready for. But how do you cultivate that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you like sometimes you might plan to be like, you know, profit in a certain amount, you know, in year two. But the business ends up giving you a, a picture that's like, you're going to no, you're going to be profiting, you know, six months into the business. And then at that point, like, how do you cultivate that? How do you not waste or squander that opportunity? Um, how do you grow the business 
at the pace that you know is is more organic and not you either putting like expectations higher than they need to be or like you know lowering expectations you know when they have the potential to be higher you know what i mean so I, sure. I, that was my takeaway in chapter uh 10 yeah and i think it was also smart like he did talk a little bit about um you know there there are times when you need to pay for that expertise and it's worth mm-hmm. it right so like um if you're uh, to go back to your catering example that you used right like if you're a caterer and you're and you all of a sudden have this opportunity for a big job and you have most of the skills, but you're missing some, um, it's not the end of the world to pay a little bit extra for a chef that has a little bit more experience mm-hmm. in catering for this kind of event or something like that, or paying a little bit extra for, you know, an accountant that has specific skill sets in that, you know, which I think is always, always smart to keep in mind. Like there's stuff that I'm not good at. There's stuff that you're not good at. There's stuff that everybody's not good at. And paying for those skills and even, you know, paying high end for those skills oftentimes is worth it. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Yeah. So that, that was my, my big takeaway from, from chapter uh, 10. Uh, Agreed. So we're, we're nearly done the book. Yeah. Two chapters left. So next week will be the last one of Soar. And then it's my pick for the next book. And I already have that planned. So we're ready to go. What? How did your week go this week? You want to you give an update? Yeah, sure. I'll, I could go first. Um, So last week we talked about, uh, you know, my week was going to consist of doing some, you know, like recon work on like pricing. And, you know, I talked a little bit last week. Just a little recap is that I had a had a pivot and the order of which my goals were originally set from the first conversation or the first um episode intro episode that we had um so i had a pivot episode zero um a lot of my focus was about you know and it still is but my priorities were about starting a community market like that that was my priority in episode zero And as I started to do the research, which is like, you know, kudos to the podcast because it's held me accountable. um, I started to realize that, you know, in order to do the community market, I have to establish myself as a business owner. And, you know, before I can do that, I have to have like some credentials, background, you know, some clout, I guess, um, that will get people to follow me or you know for me to be able to pull off the idea of the community market um what i've what i've kind of learned is that like you know and i wrote it down because i was talking with my wife about it as well and just talking with other people is that um i'm a side top i'm gonna get a little bit off top but um and ask you a couple questions Devin. like you know it's interesting like people like at our level like just regular folks right like we don't look at business and entrepreneurship the right way often and i don't mean like just me and you but i mean like overall like people who are trying to start businesses and want to be entrepreneurs and stuff like that like the way we look at the the way that we look at things i I guess is a totality um a lot of times we want to start at the top. Like you made a great point about the stair step approach, right? Like most people who have money, like people who are successful entrepreneurs, don't they treat business 
like they treat like you would treat a, the stock market like a stockbroker would treat the stock market right like in your opinion um is it who, who are the people that mostly you know take advantage of the like businesses that take advantage of or entrepreneurs that take advantage of opportunity you know what i mean like I think people who are successful already in entrepreneurship, when they want to start something, they go where they see the most opportunity. So like, for instance, if, if I want to open up, like, let's say it's just say a coffee shop, right? Like if I'm a entrepreneur that have vision, like one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to look for the location that needs it the most, you know? Right. And I'm going to go and I'm going to not look for like the area that already is successful, the area that already has it going on and has coffee shops and it's already established. Like if I'm an entrepreneur looking to invest, I'm going to invest in an area where I can be maybe the first one in and I can be the catalyst to maybe turn some things around. And I think like the conversation that I've had and me and my wife have gone back and forth with is like trying to get an understanding that. You know, there is value in areas that might not necessarily be finished yet, you know, which is like almost, I mean, which is the, you know, the culture of gentrification is that real people who are really entrepreneurial mindset, their approach to business is like the stock market. I want to buy low and I want to watch that thing soar. Um, and I feel like just as far as like us, like the regular Joes here, like that's where our opportunity is. But we seem to like don't want it or we or we don't have the vision for it. Um, so to me, I think it's actually it's, it's a weird combination of both. Right. So mm-hmm. like on the one hand, somebody will be like, oh, you know, this is an up and coming neighborhood. So I could start a hotel. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, like, how about this is an up and coming neighborhood so I could, you know, start a power washing business, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like it's okay. I see this thing for an opportunity and then the, the, you know, I see this space for an opportunity and then I go for this really large scale mm-hmm. thing. and like the, the, the difference for me, right. Um, today, 2020 me versus 2010 me. Right. Um, is that the di- the change from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, right? Mm. Like that's the shift that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and that right shift on, is man. about is about making that goal something that's achievable. Right. So like, yes, you want to start a community market. You realize how large an undertaking that is. That doesn't mean that you're not going to start a community market, but that does mean that for right now, you're going to set that just off to the side. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find something that's more attainable, more achievable, you know, easier to balance so that you can figure it out and grow it and build up that skill set. Right. And you Absolutely. don't. And and so while you still want to do that whole stock market thing that you're talking about, which is buy low, sell high, um, you also don't want to be buying a penny stock, hoping it goes to a thousand. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you, you need to pick a reasonable thing. Like, you know, when I was a kid, I mowed lawns. Right. Like. That, mm-hmm. that was the best, that was the most profitable entrepreneurship I ever did in my life. And it still is. I mean, literally, there's like... <laughs> no, today, like, it's yeah. still, right now, yeah. I'm 41 No, 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 you know, you know what's more profitable? Uh, shoveling snow. 
is more oh, profitable. Dude, I made a fortune. Yeah, shoveling snow is more profitable. That I I did it uh, maybe like twice, and each time, and I'm, I'm I'm probably I'm still upset with myself as in my adulthood. I'm upset upset with child me that I didn't capitalize on those opportunities often enough. No, I was like, oh, cool. Now I got enough money for like two packs of baseball cards and I moved on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, and, and that and that was something that I did want to talk about today um, with you is, is just like the importance of like, you know, s- slowing down and being happy with having a profitable business. Um, and even if that means so me and my wife and, and this leads into what we've pivoted into as well. We've we've been kind of kicking around like, all right, we want to open up a business for I haven't really talked much about my wife, but she's a pastry chef, you know, as well already. She's a, a pretty good one or a darn good one. Not a pretty good one. She's a, she's amazing. She's got uh, um, immense ability when it comes to just like creativity when it comes to cooking and stuff like that and, and especially baking. Um, so uh we have some ideas and, you know, having those conversations with one another. And I think one of the things that I've advocated for a lot with her is that, like, we don't have to be like this brick and mortar. We don't have to be like we don't we don't have to play by the same rules um, that, you know, was deemed success maybe 10, 15 years ago. Like. There's so many other things that we can do. We we so um, for this week, one of the conversations we've had, and we started meeting back up with our small business administration organization called SCORE, that is for Delaware County, which is the area in the Philadelphia County area that I live in, and um, we go step by step, kind of what we do each week in a podcast. I also do with a gentleman from that organization. Um, who is a business mentor that's that's his role and he basically just sits with me and my wife for about an hour and we discuss um, our business plan but one of the things that we kicked around me and my wife is the idea of you know maybe looking into like catering you know or like something in that type of controlled environment we don't have it exactly nailed down you know the world's in a weird place right now but the one thing that we talked about is the risks in terms of going in a route like catering it it really lowers our you know bottom line overhead you know what i mean um you know it it lowers that and it and it doesn't really limit necessarily how how much profit we can get um or we can we can receive over time but what it does control is it allows us to be able to control you know not going into something that we can't really you know, guarantee, you know, the product or the success for the cut for yeah, the client. You can and, do it. You, you won't fail. Exactly. You won't take a job that's too big. You won't exactly. take a job that's too small. You'll take the right size job. You exactly. have the skill set, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I love it. So there's that. Okay. And then, so the, like, I think that it's key and vital that we do things that we can do. Right. And I think mm-hmm. the first way that just like we were just talking about with mowing lawns and shoveling snow, right? The first way that you're an entrepreneur is you sell your time. Right. You sell like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I can do this mm-hmm. and that and, and I'll sell that time to you that it will for X dollars. Can I just say something real quick? That yeah. is awesome. That is awesome. Just the way <laughs> the way that the way that you put it. I don't know if you stole that from somewhere. Oh, I'm but, sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is awesome. And uh 
yeah, it, I mean, it, it's essentially a service, but it just it it just ranks differently when when it's put into those terms. Sell your time. Um, yeah. That is all. Awesome. There's there's one thing that I want to push back on a little bit though. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, so I would go even further back if I'm if it if it if I get to control the world, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would say just have her produce content for how to do these things, right? She knows how to make food. Um, and like, rather than getting even into trying to sell a job, try to sell someone just watching her video or listening to her podcast or, you know, uh, watching, a reading her blog post or looking at her pictures of food or her how to instructions or whatever. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. And it's a full step prior to even having to cook for a job and you can use that as you know leverage so it's it's even it's even going back further so you can say like hey look here's the cooking blog that i have i, I don't know that it's a blog or a video i, I don't know what that looks like no i hear you this... you're no you're no i'm just saying you're spot on i think all this week that or two weeks prior that's what's happened for me is you know we've had these big lofty ideas and we keep just kind of taking a couple steps back and not that they're bad steps but the but the world has changed where now like you said a podcast a youtube channel all of that stuff is profitable all of that stuff has you know the 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 same opportunity of being a hit as opening up a brick and mortar and then the beauty of what what you're saying and how it all to marries together is we're talking about that's branding. So you're, yep. you're, you're branding, you know, before you have to even invest more than time in a camera. And now you're, ta- you're, you're basically stacking little chips on top of one another. You know, right. you start off with the blog, video, whatever, the branding in terms of like social media outreaching and just getting people to like you. Right. And then, you know, if it goes into the next step of, all right, we can do some catering of events. Now you're branding even more. People are now falling in love with your food. They fell in love with your blog, podcast, whatever. And then it leads to a strong, solid brand that then can migrate into a brick and mortar. People can now go to wherever you are or to, you know, a, a trailer, a food truck, whatever and get your things where they don't have to be at a dinner party. They can go get it on a Tuesday just when they crave it. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, I love it. And that's all the stuff that we've been talking about. So, it, it, you know, um, you're spot on. And I think that there's this other value of, like, it's a little harder to, to describe, but all those values are true. And there's this other one where, like, let's say you do a bunch of, you know, recipes about donuts or blog posts about donuts or whatever. And you get, you can only manage to get 10 people to look at your recipes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then you do one on waffles and you get a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really, you know, it, it, you can't, there's a difference between somebody handing you money for something and somebody looking at something. Those are definitely two different things. But mm-hmm. when you get 10 people looking versus a thousand people looking, it tells you something about what the market's interested in. Yes. And in that case, it would say, oh, the market's really interested in waffles. 
That's and I don't awesome. know, you know, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's a good way to test and get in just like a huge part of this podcast for me and a huge part I know for you is being in that, like, I release things. I have products that I put out into the world. Um, I feel like, I feel like that you might be onto something right here. Wow. That's awesome. You just, this is why I'm here, man. You definitely, you know, you added a whole nother layer. I got work to do. <laughs> and I got to convince the wife, but I got work to do. You added a whole new layer. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. uh, that I think that's I think that's the idea is that we're here bouncing ideas off each other and kind of trying to grow our the way we think about stuff, you know. Beautiful. So how about you, man? What, what, what I've hogged all the time, but how about you? <sighs> so this so this last week um I have so I had to, I need to understand the technology framework that I'm working with a little bit more so that I can uh, sort of anticipate problems before they come along. And I did a really good job staying on target and focusing on and not getting distracted with all the different things that you can learn. Like the problem, and I guess you're, you're kind of encountering this is you can, you can always pivot into something different. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, it's the same when you're learning a skill, right? Um, so I'm trying to learn this specific framework and a specific approach for doing what I'm trying to do. And I could always pivot into something easier or different or shiny or new, but I need to kind of focus on this one thing. And I've managed to do a really good job with that this week. I think uh, this next week is going to be another learning week. And then I should be able to pivot back into the recency frequency model app that I'm building. Um, and that'll hopefully be you know the 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 end of like the learning process i can get the recency frequency modeling app built and up and live and then i can uh, go from there so uh, a, a positive week not a great week you know but a positive week for sure so Oh, brutal. That was terrible timing for Vernon to lose uh, internet. Hopefully he comes back. Let's give him a minute. Um, and I'll briefly talk about uh, some meta goals that Vernon and I are going to work on for the podcast. Uh, meta goal number one um, is we're going to try to, I'm going to try to get a website up so that people could find out about our show. Uh, I don't know what that looks like yet necessarily, but um, for the tech people that are out there, it's probably gonna be a Gatsby site that I just have build whenever the RSS feed updates. For the non-tech people out there, it's just gonna be a regular plain old website, nothing fancy, maybe a contact us form if I get uh, all dialed in. Um, and then I'm gonna push Vernon <laughs> to do uh, to get a Twitter account handle for us and a Instagram account and a Facebook page. Hey, you're back. There it is. My bad. I don't know what happened. But oh, uh, I will hang on. Let me hold on. Let me hold a thought real quick. Cause I was just mm -hmm. explaining while you were out, um, that, uh, for, for meta goals this week, I'm going to look at 
grabbing a, a website domain for us and starting to put together a little website because we're because we're still doing this and it seems like we're going to keep doing it yes we um, are so we need a website uh and then um i'm also going to pressure you this was the thing that i was going to pressure you about to uh create a instagram and a twitter and a facebook page for the show so that we can start actually trying to grow our audience a little bit i think it would be great if we could have like you know a hundred active listeners in the next year or something like that okay um, so i think that those are some steps that i would like to see us take and how do you feel no i think i i, I agree i agree i'm not even on social media but i guess it's time i'll, I'll do it through the alias of the show i guess would be the uh yeah the, but, but i got i got daughters and children that's all familiar with that stuff so uh, yeah, there's a big difference between being on social media and being on professionally, right? Like, I'm yeah. not really on social media, but I am on professionally. Right? Yeah. So, um, I think that we can kind of figure that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll enlist the children, man. That's what that's what they're here for. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll follow up at, after the show uh, and send you a link for the or, or send you a list of the social stuff that I think that we should be on. Okay. So, um, yeah. And I'll get a website and start putting that together over the next like two or three weeks. Okay, we can do that. I'm I'm totally on board. Um, what's your goals for the? I know we got those are the overall goals, but any goals for the week? Um, uh, just just finish up learning. Um, I'd really like to be done this kind of learning burst that I'm doing right now and focused on uh back all my product and getting my product out uh, as soon as possible. So I'm almost there, and I'm pretty excited. So, how about you? Uh, convince the wife to uh, take one more step back. Well, not step back, actually. Let me rephrase that. Convince the wife to take the first step into our business ownership and, and entrepreneurship by doing whatever version, a vlog, a, a YouTube page, um, whatever it ends up being, um, to get some social media presence that can drum up some excitement for the venture that we're about to start um so you know we also can utilize this platform and shoot we could tag every week we can tag a video below so um yeah. i'm gonna get her uh i gotta get her excited about potentially being in front of a camera or uh putting together some type of uh blogging post um yeah. you know i think it'll be well, good for us i think this is actually kind of cool because potentially you guys are both going to be doing uh we have a thing and we want people to look at it how do we grow that audience and that's uh an interest that's it's going to be interesting because you're going to be doing it for the podcast and she's going to be doing it for um the business so that mm -hmm. should be an interesting thing you'll you'll be able to like try out one strategy and then apply it to the other and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Should, be, should be pretty cool yeah yeah that, that time to start uh painting the picture i'll let her listen to this uh pod first before i <laughs> address anything <laughs> it'll come from Devin. it usually usually works best with your spouse when it comes from somebody else so. somebody else yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right um, brother man well another good week man yeah man we'll talk soon all right all right